Okay, let's start with the Parsha summary. Parsha Yisrael. So we know Yisrael here is Chris Yamzuk, Muhammad Zamalik. He comes running to join Klaisol. It's a Shiloh. He came before Mantera, after Mantera. He brings Moshe Abinu's family along with him. Moshe Abinu goes out. They make this concert parade, a whole massive welcome home party. He goes and he brings Karbanas. Moshe Abinu tells him about all the this and needs him. And then he tells Moshe Abinu, you're doing things wrong. Wonderful Shver. Pop in. Haven't seen my son in law in a few years. Tells out Moshe Abinu, what all of Klaisol standing over here waiting in line and you, you're paskening all day and all night. You're going to get wiped out. Moshe Rabbeinu sets up the whole system of Dayanim for Bezdin. And then he says goodbye to the Shver. It was nice having you. Nice to see you go. Okay. Right after that comes Klaisel arriving in Har Sina. So just a quick um, summary of what went on in six days. Okay. Klaisel arrives. The day that they arrive, nothing's going on. They're unpacking. They're relaxing. They're jet lag. You know, they flew Kinesher, you know. So they, that first day, Aleph, Sivan, no conversation between them and the, and the Rebbeinu Shalom. They're just settling down. Day two, Bey Sivan, Akash Baruch tells Moshe Rabbeinu, tell Klai Yisrael, three psukim, that's it. Three psukim of an introduction to Mount Torah. You saw everything I did to Mitzrayim when I took you out of Mitzrayim. Second thing is, you're going to be in Am Segula. Third, um, sorry, second thing was, Second thing was, yes, if you listen to me, it'll be an Amskula. And the third was, That's all. No more, no less. That was day two. Moshe Rabbeinu comes up to Rebbeinu Shalom. Klai says, they're in. Nazim and Ishma. Hashem says, okay, Nazim and Ishma. Tell them to get ready. We're going to do Matadorah. I'm going to speak to Moshe. And they're going to overhear the conversation. Klai says, no. I don't know what happened to Nazim and Ishma. But Klai says, no. We want the Rebbeinu Shalom to talk to us. Die Directly. Oh, <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu comes down to the mountain on day four. Shem says, oh, if you want to hear me talk to you directly, you need three days of preparation. Dalid, hey, and Vav in the morning, the sixth day in the morning, Hashem's going to come. Moshe Rabbeinu comes in and tells Klai, oh, you know what? We need three full days of preparation. So we're going to have Dalid, hey, and Vav to prepare. And on day Zion, Hashem's going to come down from the mountain. And Hashem ended up agreeing with Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem came down on day Zion. Going to Abyasi, which is what we passed in, which means Eric is all Mrs. Mountain Tiger. Okay. Next. Because Baruch Hu warns Klai Yisrael, an extra warning when the Kailais of Rakim start, right? Hashem descends upon Hasinai early in the morning. Klai Yisrael wakes up late. And Kajesh uh, Baruch Hu warns them again. Be very, very careful. We'll talk about why you need that extra warning. And finally, we have the Aseris Ha Dibrois. After that, Sarah said, the Pasik says a little summary of what went on. They saw the sounds, whatever that means. And Klaisel was, they stood, which Raji says they jumped back, they flew back, they exploded back, I don't know what, 12 miles. And the Malachim had to push them back forward. They had Triyas Mason. And then finally, at the end of the parasha, we have three new mitzvahs, which is somewhat a, a, a symbolic form or a bizrayu of the Gimel Kamurois, of the Zorosh, because Adamim, and Giliarais. Hashem says, um, do not even make Kruvim out of gold. Don't do anything to even imitate or make an imagery of me. That's just like the Zorosh. Second thing Hashem says is, don't use iron on the Mizbeach, which is Abuzrayu of Ritzicha. It's reminiscent of Ritzicha. And don't walk up steps onto the Mizbeach. That is somewhat reminiscent of Gilui
Vayis. That's a summary of the parasha. Let's start doing the Pafras. So Vayish Vayisoy. Rashi says the famous words, Ma Shmua Shama Uba. What did he hear that made him come? We know he heard everything. It was in the uh, New York Times, the Persian Times, Egyptian Times. It was all over the world. Yes, Yamza split across the world. He heard everything. But what made him come? We see from here that this is the introduction to Mount Everybody has a question. If Yisrael didn't come before Mount why is it here? There's many different answers to why it's here. One answer is, it's a lesson from Yisrael. Even though Kleisel said, Nase Venishma, but in chronological order, the way it works is Nishma and then Nase. And it's warning us, Klai Yisrael, that when you learn Torah, you have to be a man of action. It has to be a Shmiya that's going to lead to Asiya. Just like Vayishma Yisrael. Mashmu Shama Uba. I was in my yeshiva today. Somebody saw me learning Chumash. He walks up to me and he says, maybe, because the guy doesn't speak English. He only speaks Hebrew. And I don't know his name. But he, he says, just uh, an interesting point. The last time we heard Yisrael, Yisrael, Yisrael hear something, he was Shama Ubarach. There were three advisors to King Parah. Bilam, Yisrael, right? And Eoiv. Eoiv had Yisurim. Bilam said, kill the Jews. And what did Yisrael do? Barach. You know, sometimes you hear news, like, there's going to be a long day of Yeshiva with 630 minutes being commanded. And some people, well, run away. But Mashmua Shama Uba. What did Yisrael hear and make him come? Kriyat Yatsum Chemaz Amalek, my Zayda. Eliezer Milstein. He used to say, why these two things? Because he said like this, my father says this over every single year, maybe not every year, but very, very often, for the, the Zayda, he said that he heard Kriya Siyab, said, wow, big, huge, impressive, awesome, miracles. When he heard about Muhammad Sambalik, that was like a contrast. One second, does this God swipe down from the heavens, blow all your enemies apart, make miracles for you, and save the day? And then you have this real battle on the ground. Fighting and praying and ups and downs, victory and, and, and being defeated and back and forth. What's going on? Oh, this is a God that really relates to his people. And when they deserve this boom bang, you know, awesome victory, they get it. And when they doubt his existence and they're not praying, woo, they start losing. That was the Shmua Sheshama Uba. Sometimes even a patch. The fact is that we're relating to Baruch that's the most important point. Okay. So Yisrael tells Moshe Benu, he sends ahead a messenger, a horseback, ahead of him and the family. I am Yisrael, your father-in-law, and I'm coming together with your wife, and I'm coming together with your kids. So Rashi, if you don't come out of my honor, come for your wife. And if you don't come for your wife, come for your kids. What's going on? He, looked, he was looking for honor. So one measure I saw bring down that Yisrael was testing Moshe. He heard that Moshe became this king over millions of people, knocked out the whole superpower, you know, army of Egypt. You know, Moshe Abedu, is he? <laughs> like Donald Trump. No. So he's coming to test Moshe's Anivas. Is he the same simple family man like when I married my daughter off to him? Or not? I'm Yishver. Are you coming to greet me? You forgot about me? What about your wife? What about your kids? That's one shot. Rav Chaim Kenevsky says another shot. Come to greet me. Oh, you might not greet me. Why? Because Garrus could cut into Neuland if this was after Matan Taira. So we're not related anymore, right? You don't know me. 
Oh, but what about your wife? Oh, maybe you divorced her. So like you don't really know her. But your kids you can't divorce. That's what we say. We're kids to the Rebbeinu You can never divorce, never lose. Your kids are your kids. So he said, come for your kids. Oh, and now if you come for your kids, wouldn't you come for the mother of your kids? Even if you're divorced? And wouldn't you come for the mother of your kid's father? So we go backwards, from down back up. Okay. So we know, Rashi says, he was joyous when he heard about all the miracles. Second, Rashi, he got a whole bunch of points, like needle points, like uh, goosebumps on his body when he heard about it. But there's a message that says, he sharpened a knife and cut off his brismila, cut off his arla. That's when he did his gerus. Meaning until now he was convinced, okay, God, he's going to come. But now is when it's really happening. Says the Chassam Soifer, there's a connection between the different shatim. He was really excited, so he felt a connection to Yidden. He was really excited for the Nisim happening to them. But on the other hand, he was getting goosebumps about what happened to the Egyptians. Because he still felt connected to the Goyim. And he realizes, I'm still feeling connected to the Goyim. I got to make the next move and make a full, absolute commitment in my body. And that's when he went, Vayichad, he sharpened the knife and took upon himself a bris milah. Okay, pass a good base. Pass a good base. Vayikach, Yisrael, 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 Vayavay, Aroin, V'cholzik, Yisrael, Rashi says, Moshe goes out, Aaron follows him, Zekainim, the God's Gleisel. You got this massive ticker tape parade rally going on and they're bringing Oilo, Uzvachim, Lechel, Lechel, we got a few problems over here. Number one is, What's Pshat and all this coming? Zaz the Kedusha's Levi of Levi Yitzchak You know where else it says Lech Lechem? When Moshe Rabbeinu saved Yisrael's daughter by the well, his daughter comes home and says, How'd you get home so early today? Usually they bully you at the well. She said, Ish Nitzri Yitzilani. He says, Someone saved you? Are you not Makatoiv? Kirena Aloy Lechem. Invite him in for a meal. In the Zachos. Of his Akars Hatoyf, inviting Moshe in Falechem. This was the unbelievable glory and cover that he got back. God's Glyisel is coming, Lechem, Lechem. But it goes even a step further. Lechem, where'd they get Lechem from? They were in the Midbar. There was no Lechem. You know, they had, they had mud. Not only did they have none, they had mud. Every single person got an Oymer Lagul Goyles in the morning. Comes along Yisrael, where are they getting food from? You didn't have two time deliveries, you know. <laughs> Where did they have extra food? Says the Medrash, Mun came down a second time that day. Enough Mun for Yisrael, Moshe, Aaron, the whole Yisrael. This is a payback for inviting in a stranger from a strange land. Come in for a meal. Zizak Kedusha says, Levi, beautiful. Okay. That's V'yoichal Lechem. Um, another pshat. Um, oh, says the Maril Diskin. So we have a Shiloh. Did this take place before Mantur or after? Listen to this. If this took place before Mantur, then when did it happen? When did it happen? It says, they brought a carbon. It says, They were by Mount Sinai. When did they come to Sinai? Aleph Sivan. Right? Mantur was what? They had six days. It was busy. They're getting ready for Matan Torah. Moshe's going up the mountain, coming back down for the mountain, making a border around the mountain, instructing Klaiso, going back up with the Nebuah, coming down with the... Mittamol, everything is paused. 
Stop. The gate Royce, we're going to greet my shver. And we're going to have time for a party with him. And not just a party. We're going to set up a whole Bezdin and listen to all of his advice in the middle of the busiest. It's almost like, you know, doing all this like a you know, day or two before Pesach. <laughs> it's the busiest time of the year. They're getting ready for Mantaira. Everything stops covered for his father-in-law. Okay. Pasuk Chavdalid. So he gives Moshe advice on how to set things up, and it says everything Ishmael told him. He listened. I think this shows Moshe Rabbeinu's humbleness more than anything in the world. Here's Moshe Rabbeinu, the most successful leader ever in the world. One single-handedly brings down the whole Egypt, takes millions of people out of Messiah, brings down the man, Alakitazakin. He's running the show, comes along Ishmael, and starts making comments. Yeesh. I would be very polite and you know, <laughs> we'll speak to you later. Maybe go home early, book yourself a return flight. You know? What's going on? And it says, Vayas kol asher omar. Says the Ebenezer, more than kol asher omar. Because Yisrael told him to make a whole system of shaitim. Moshe also appointed shaitrim, a police force on top of that. Others say, Fakir. Even though it says he did everything that Yisrael told him. But if you look, Yisrael told him to find four qualities. Anshe Chayel, Soine Betza, Yurelikim, Anshe Yemes, Soine Betza. Anshe Chayel actually says it's wealthy people. Yurelikim, Anshe Yemes, Soine Betza, people who hate to gain money in court. Okay? They don't like court cases, they'd rather compromise. Different shot than what Soine Betza is. But anyway, in the end, Moshe Rabbeinu only appointed Anshe Chayel. Pasuk of Eva, Yifcha Moshe, Anshe Chayel, just one mile wealthy. That's the kingdom says, because the other things you can't tell. Who knows? The Zayar says that when Yisrael told Moshe, you should look amongst the people, <coughs> this week's parish is where the Zayar tells you how to define people by their face. And that's what Yisrael told Moshe, go look around the people, you can see their insights from their face. You got all the instructions for phrenology in this week's parasha to define people's character by their faces. And that's, but the Dazdekanim says, Pasha Pshadi only got Anshe Chayel, because all the other things are the inner workings of the person, and that Moshe Abinu didn't see. Moshe says, the only thing I could see on the outside is if they're wealthy. Nowadays you can't do that either, because now we have visa. Okay. So Moshe Rabbeinu only selects Anshe Chayel, rich people who cannot be bribed in Bezd. <laughs> okay, Perikyut test. Let's begin Matan Torah. So it says, um, first of all it says that they came to Rafidim, Pasuk Vav, they left Rafidim, they arrived in Midbar Sinai. They left Rafidim Betshuva. That was Mohammed Samolik, and we learned the lessons from there. It says all of the encampments of Klaiswell were bitarumas with kvetchiness, grouchiness. Your tent is two feet closer to my tent and bigger than that. All these types of kvetchiness. When they came to Har Sinai, Taikhan Sham Yisrael, Neged Hahar, Klaiswell Camp, Kiish Echad Belev Echad, it was Bitshuva. I said many, many years ago, I think this was the first Shabbos that I said at on this rule. We didn't have an urn yet. We were facing from the front this way. And Friday night I got up and I said a vart from Shleim. It wasn't Rav Shleim of all but I'll pee Dvarav. What's that? There must be a connection between Rafidim, which was Amalek, and Mayichan Sham Yisrael Negrahar. So I wanted to tell that they learned something from Amalek. Amalek is called Leitz Take. Leitz, Leitzonis. Mockery, because they, they take away the value from things, right? Cool. They take away the value from things, take important things, and they make light of it. They jump into the boiling hot mikvah, and they laugh away. 
You know why people get gripey and grouchy and grumpy and upset at everybody else around them? Ooh, you're one inch closer to me. You left the tissue on the table. You coughed too loud. You said, Why do people do that? Because they make a big deal out of small things. What they learned from a Malik is something called, what Shlaim Avalba calls, humor. And you have to know how to use it right. What you have to do for humor is, when you're taking something small too big, you have to know how to make light of a serious matter. There's a book out there, Jokes for Cancer Patients. It helps. It helps to take some serious things you have to know. You do it wrong, it's Leitzanis, it's a terrible thing. But, but you have to use Leitzanis. When a friend of yours annoys you, steps on your toe, etc., all of these things that could sometimes be very annoying, the way to resolve that in you is by turning it into a joke. Perhaps that we could say, they left Rafidim and Bayichan Shamizal, Keish Echad, Belev Echad, they were able to forgo of all of these negative feelings. Okay. Exactly these words. Three psukim of introduction to Maimar Azina. Three psukim. Exactly these words and exactly in this order. This was a formula to inspire Israel to say Nasim and Ishmael. Now, strangely, the Marodiskin points out that in Pasuk Vav, after saying these three psukim, Hashem said, These words you should say to Bnei Yisrael. Rashi says, what's Eilah Advarim? Again, Rashi says, like Pachos, like No less, no more. What are these two different things? So like the Marodiskin, we know that Beisiyak and Bnei Yisrael refer to two different Madrigas. Rashi says the women and the men. Other people say Beisiyak was the people, right? Wherever it says Yaakov, Yaakov, that's Akev. That was the Klai on the lower Madriga. Bnei Yisrael, that's on the higher Madriga. Says the Marodiskin. The first Basik, he could say to Beisiyakov. The simple people, you saw how Hashem cared for you and wiped out your enemies. And if you listen to Hashem's voice, Bekoili, Ushmat and Brisi, you're going to be a treasure to Hashem amongst all the Amen. Hashem's going to take good care of you. He's got a good track record in the past. He'll do good for you in the future. The next Pasuk, you're going to be spiritual leaders of the world and a holy people. Don't say that to Beis Yaakov. No, 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 no. These last two points, only to Daber al-Bnei Yisrael. That doesn't talk to the simple people. The simple people, you got to say, you see God <laughs> took good care of you in the past, he's going to fill up your bank account in the future. That's it. He did good for you in the past, he's going to help you in the future. Schar. schar. But for the people on the lower Madrega, you can't say the higher things. Like we learned in Pekka Yavos. He said it, and Baitas and Sadiq went off the deck. <laughs> you wanted to serve Hashem not for reward? They went off. This last puzzle which says, if you serve Hashem, you'll, you'll be a leader and you'll be holy. <laughs> that doesn't work for the simple people. I said to That's for the people on the high Madriga. What's Takib Shad? It says, Beis Yaakov first, which are the women. The Gemara says, why you speak to the women first? 
They're the guarantors <coughs> of the future of Torah. They're the ones that are on top of the husbands, go out to learn at night. They're the ones that are on top of the children, making sure they do their homework, says Ramayusha Feinstein. The Iker of Torah is the fact that it's eternal and that the message never gets lost from one generation to the other. That was the whole matzah of Maimon Sinai was your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, you're bringing them closer. This, this tremendous, tremendous unity of the generations, that's up to the women. You know why? Because for the fathers, there's usually a break. Who learns with the kids when they're five, six, seven years old? Mommy, <laughs> usually. That's how it works. Mitzad, the father, there'd be a break somewhat in the transmission. It's the mother that from the kid is one years old, one half years old, is Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, and Moda'ani, and wash your hands, and Torah 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 Tzivalanu, and Amalek HaGoyal. All of the Yisoydas of Amuna that we got from Ayman HaSinai, and the Hava Satayra, and the Chiba Satayra, all of that is through the mothers, this continuous transmission and Masayra from our Sinai to the future generations up to the mothers, they are the ones that we have to speak to first. Okay. <laughs> There's an interesting of Chaim Kanevsky over here. He says, the Gemara says, why to the women? Shehim is Darzois. They're very, uh, they have zeros. They're, they're, they're very careful. And that talks about if we can rely on the women to do bidikas chametz properly. And the Gemara says, One second. Here we have a medrash that says Hashem gave Mantar, uh, offered the Torah to the women first because there's Rizais. And now there's a Gemara that says Atzlaniyos. Atzlaniyos for their own selves. But when it comes to checking up on others, ooh, they're very good. There's Rizais. So therefore, we spoke to her to them first for them to be ensuring it in their husbands and their children. Okay. <clears throat> um, when Klaisel said Nasa and Nishra, they said Nasa. And it says Moshe Rabbeinu brought back the words Takadish Baruchu. So Rashi says, Does Hashem have to ask Moshe what Klaisel said? Hashem knows what Klaisel says. Says Rashi is Derecheretz. Then when you have this messenger, he comes back and he brings back a response to the message. Says Rebbe Yitzchak Adishev, by Yosef Moshe as Divrei Ha'am El Hashem. Listen to this beautiful verse. He says, "For Klaizol to say Nasa before even hearing what's being offered, before hearing the mitzvahs, that was such a high madrega." We know that Hashem said, "Migila Razel Abanai." It's the secret, the spiritual high that you can't imagine. Moshe Rabbeinu said, "It can't be Klaizol saying it on their own." It was a divine inspiration. Vayoshev Moishev Divrei Ha'am, Moishev Rabbeinu returned the words of the nation and attributed it El Hashem. You know where that inspiration to say Nasa Kodim Lanishma came from? He returned it and brought it back like Ha'im Adover B'Shem Amroy. Vayoshev Moishev Divrei Ha'am, he returned those words to its original source, El Hashem. Okay. <coughs> So the Hebrew tells Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm going to speak to you. And Klaizol is going to overhear our conversations. Now this is very important. A lot of people have a mistake about Maimon Asina. They think that the original plan was Hashem was going to tell Moshe, and Moshe was going to tell the Klaizol. And if that would be the case, we'd fail, just like the Muslims, and just like the Arabs, just like pretty much every nation in the world, that the religion was based on a guy who says, I had a dream! God spoke to me! Why should we believe you, especially if you're coming down with 613 mitzvahs and a couple of thousand rabbanans? Like, no thanks. <clears throat> We're all going to doubt Moshe Rabbeinu. 
No, Hashem said, I'm going to speak to you, and they're going to hear Bedabri Imach. They're going to hear me speaking the words to you. But because it's not going to be direct conversation to Klai Yisrael, it's not going to be a direct nevuah, me speaking to Klai Yisrael, they'll be able to withstand it. They won't drop dead. And with that, they didn't need three days of toiveling and mikvahs and, and being matar and al tigshu al-isha to overhear the conversation between Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu. That was the original plan. Kleisel said, no. We want direct Nevoah Hashem talking to us. Oh, that's much, much stronger. For that, we're going to need the three days of preparation. <coughs> and that's it began. The Shloishis Yemei Hagbala. Okay, Pasuk Tezayim. It says in the Pasuk that there were Kailais. There was thunder. There was lightning. And of a current, the Kol Shefer Chazik Ma'id says the Kliyaka beautiful Zach. What's the sound of two different Kailas? There was the sound of thunder, and there was the sound of the Shefer Chazik Ma'id. And Rashi says later on, it says, it continued to get stronger and stronger. Shalaika Midas Bazavadam, that it gets weaker and weaker. <coughs> says the Kliyaka. <laughs> you know, there's two types of people, two types of learners. There's the guy who's a Zakein, Zesha Karachachma. He could take a long shear, and he has the patience to sit through it. Marba yeshiva, marba chakma. You have zitzvleish, and you hear a long shear. Not a whole bunch of poppers. Long shear. That is represented by kol shayver, chazak moid. It's going on and on. It's a long, drown-out, boring shear. But hey, a chakam, he appreciates the words of wisdom, and he's just listening straight through. But a lot of people, and none of them are dragon, like we said, Beis Yaakov. They're up and jumping, and just give me something quick, I'm out the door. For them, that's what's represented by the koilis uvrakim of the thunder and lightning. Boom, 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 boom. It's almost like Kivayakli saying that everyone got it in their way. Like we said, it's impossible. We couldn't hear Zakh of Shamar Badi Barakad. It says a Khajbar who spoke with koil, Rashi says, right? Hashem didn't speak with his koil. Shem spoke a coil that kol echad the echad could absorb. Zag the kliyakar for these guys with the short attention span. This and that, bing bing bing. Amashem, don't throw it Bing bing bing. And the zakenim for them it was this long, you know, <laughs> drawn out here. Ah, no problem. <clears throat> Another pshat says, "Time the curve." Chaim Gnevsky. It says shayfer over here chaser, and it continues throughout my medicina to say shayfer without a vav. Chaser vav. He says there are certain places where it says shayfer with a vav. By the midst of blowing shayfer on Rashana and Yom Kippur of Yoyfel, it says shayfer. Says in Chaim Gnevsky, with a vav means with an actual shayfer. Without a vav was the cold shayfer. Without a shayfer. It was the sound of a shayfer, but no one was actually blowing a shayfer. But it says, Uba shayfer gadol. Right? One day there's going to be, by the Geula, shayfer gadol. There it says, Malay, it's going to be a real shayfer, blowing, very, very long and loud and clear, calling the coming of Mashiach. But there's another Medrash, I don't know why he doesn't quote this, that says as follows. Where did these shayfers come from? Medrash says that the left Shoifar of the Isle of Akedas Yitzchak was this shoifar being used, and the right one is going to be when Mashiach comes. So I would like to say maybe that's Pshat and the, the shoifar Chasr over here, left is always weaker. So that's the, the Chasr over here, and it's going to be Malay when Mashiach comes. I love it. Okay, Pasik Chaf. Hashem says, warn the nation because Venafel Mimenu Rav Rachman Islam. Sorry, that over there. There's going to be a huge amount of people falling down and getting killed. Warn them. Zog 
even if one person dies, it's considered by me like many. I had this situation with Rav Shmuel a second seder, it was a little empty one day, so I was talking to him and learning, and he turned to a Baruch who just walked in, he says, where's the Oilam? Where's everybody? I don't know. He said, go check the door. So the guy runs across the street, checks the door, and comes back. So Shiva says, the Oilam was there? He says, no, nobody was there. Nobody was there? One or two boys. He said, you're saying I care from a Rashi. So Shiva went and pulled out this Rashi. You're telling me one or two boys? Is not a whole ilam. Rashi says one person is Khashav Lafanai Rav. Is a multitude. One boy's in the dorm, and you think that's not an ilam? What are you crazy? Rashi Zakhtvakar from you. Zakhtvakar, if one person dies in Arsinai, that's already Rav. Pazak of Dali, the Ibrahim tells Moshe again to go down from the mountain and warn Klai. So, Lech, Ravia, Lisa, Advari, Mok, give everybody their border. Rachi says, Why is he telling them again? He already warned them before. Zog Rachi, because you warned somebody before the Misa, and then you warned somebody again, Bishas, Misa. There's uh, Emma's Liakra of Yakub says as follows Normally, one warning could suffice. You know why? Because there's something called Bayu Cheshboy. Bayu Vanasa Cheshboy Nishalaylam. Every time an Avera tempts you, you have to think, what am I going to gain from the Avera? A little popper, a little cookie, what am I going to gain? Abyssal taiva, abyssal physical pleasure, it's very finite. But what am I going to lose? I'm going to lose infinite. I'm going to lose my Olam I'm going to lose Ruchnias. You're going to lose a tremendous amount. And that usually works to keep a person away from Avera. But here we had a complicated situation. What was Moshe Rabbeinu telling you to do? Don't run up the mountain. Right? What would Kaisa Cheshben now be? If I run up the mountain, what am I going to gain? What do you mean? If they're running up the mountain, it's to attach themselves to the Shechina. It's not a cookie. It's not ice cream. It's not Slechika poppers. It's different Torah poppers. They're going to run for that. You can't tell them over here, just make a simple question. This is not fair, guys, don't do this. Because what do you mean, it's fair, don't do this. I, I have to make a cheshman, what I'm gaining, what I'm losing. I'm going to be gaining shechina. You're telling me not to do this? So I'll fall off the mountain and get killed? Who cares? Let me go and get the shechina. That's why they needed a second one. <laughs> That's it. It wasn't enough. The normal cheshman. Okay. Let's begin that Sarah Zadibris. Rashi says it's Midas Hadin. Eloi Kim. Why is it Midas Hadin? So Rashi? Because normally on a bit of mitzvah, let's say, let's say you're sitting right here right now and you're not making your father a coffee and you're sitting here right now and you're not helping your father, I don't know what. And a bit of mitzvah, say, you don't get punished for Ah, Yaakov Avinu, he was punished, he missed 22 years because he didn't keep Ravim. Good to shine. But a normal bit of mitzvah, say, you don't get punished for Zog Rashi, all of the Aseris Adibris, even if you just don't fulfill, keep it of aim, or Zachar is Shemesh Abzikachi, the Mitzvah of Kiddush, I'm going to punish. There's a certain Midas Hadin that's with Aseris Adibris. This stems very well, the Maral, that says, why is it called Aseris Adibris? But in the creation of the world, it's called Asara Mamarois. Maral says, Amira, like we said earlier, Kaisoimrin, is soft. Sadabra, like the Gemara says, in Makis, by Golos, or Miklat, Dibur is Belashen Kasha. Says the Maral, a beautiful word. He says, Dibur is Belashen Kasha. What's the word of Lashen Kasha? Ooh, not screaming. 
Dibur also is Yadber Amim Takteinu. The word Yadber means to guide and lead. Dibur is when you speak with an expectation of a response. That's the kushi. That's the harshest. You could talk in a way that like it's pretty much optional. Do what you want. You know, if you like, you know, that's, that's Amira. That's very soft spoken because you're not expecting a response. Dibur is when you're guiding the person to follow your directions. That's the kushi of Dibur. So that's Sorum Amorois. HaKadosh Baruch who created the world, we all know, Oilam, Chesed, Yibona. And like it says, for 2,000 years, the world was teetering because it didn't have any schusim really to stand on. It was all totally behind me, but once we came to Matan Torah, it was Dibur. Hashem's running the world, Bedin, not Chesed anymore. There's judgment, there's expectations. It's coming by Elikim with Dibur, and that's what Rashi says. Even a Shef Altas has an expectation. No, no, no. You got to do these. You have to do them. And it comes with a consequence if you don't. Okay? That's also why it says, the Pasuk says, uh, it's called Advar Me'ila, Lamar. Normally, how do we touch Lamar? Lamar, in Yiddish, we touch it, Azoi Tzuzogim, to say over to the Menei Yisrael. Lamar. Over here, Lamar, as Rashi says, means every single one of that says the Dibbis, Klai Yisrael had to respond to something. You know that? On the Mitzvah Sasei, Klai Yisrael had to say, Hain, yes. And on the Mitzvah Loi Sasei, Klai Yisrael had to say, Loi, yes, we won't do it. Yes, no, we won't do it. He said, no. <clears throat> there was a response that was required. You, know, you have those fields sometimes, the online forums, you know, with the red asterisk. You, you got to respond. Hain and love. It wasn't just, you know, I'm saying these things. Again, that's the word of Dibur with an expectation. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, let, let's first jump to the summary, then we'll maybe we'll cover a few of the Sarah Dibus themselves. At the end it says, Cholam Rayim Es Hakoilis. We saw the sounds. What on earth, Yosef Mayer, does that mean? Say, I don't know, and then you'll say the truth. Great! Very truthful person, this man. What does it mean to see the sounds? I don't know. The Yonasim and Uziel knows. The Yonasim and Uziel right here on the Pasuk on Noichi Hashem and the Yonasim and Uziel at the end of the Seres Dibris, when it says Royim Zakhel, he says a Pelizak. He says, when a Kaddish Baruch who said that Seres Dibris, it says, fire came from the right and from the left, stereo sound. Fire came out in the shape of the letters and the words. And those fiery letters and words carved themselves into the Luchais, through and through. We saw fire in the shape of words. Tire is fire. Yoshiva, yes, why do we need fire? What? Who said anything about thunder? Not thunder, not lightning. This was Dvar Hashem, the word of God. Like we know the story of Acher by his bris. What? Right. The sound itself, the, the Dvar Hashem produced, it was such a powerful existence and presence, it produced a fire. Like it says, <coughs> by the bris of Acher, it says the Talmud was sitting around, they're talking and learning, and a fire up. Because you're burning down my house, no, we're not burning down the house. This is a fire that doesn't consume. This is a fire that's masakin. Why? Dvarim smechem kinesinas and besinah. So the way that the words were said by Arsini created this fire where they saw the letters and the words and those fires etched themselves into the Luchas. 
Azoi state in the Yonason Ben Uziel. Okay? So that's Kolam Royim Esakoilois. What's Pshat talking the Maimon Asin had all of these fireworks, all of these unbelievable stuff, the shaking mountain and the cloud and the thunder and the lightning and, and these laser gun, who knows what fiery words, <laughs> etching themselves into Lucas. What's Pshat? What's Pshat? Klaizo was terrified. Gamarius, Kavlam Akagigas, we have a Taino, it was an Oynas, it's not even Maratzai. Taisva says, okay, we said Nasim Nishan Teshub Ksav, and a Teshub Alpeh was Kavoy. In fact, the Roshiva said, why do we need this in the first place? The Roshiva said, no, 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 it's not why we need it. That's Torah. Unadulterated, unfiltered, unwatered down. Torah is fine. It's almost like Nevoa. When a Nevoa hits a Navi, that's why Muhammad claimed he was a Navi. The whole, his body, your body falls down to the ground, shaking like crazy. You can't contain it. That's Dvar Hashem. When Varashem came unadulterated straight into the world, the whole world shook. Just like the body of a Navi shakes. That's what Torah is. We have it dulled down to our senses nowadays. But someone that was on Madreka, Klaiswa at that time, is Paskazu Amasan from the Nakash. We got it. But the world was gashly. And the world couldn't, the world shook. I mean, I see that shook. That's Torah. It's not like it was an additive that God added. No, that's Torah. That's, that's why there's a lock. You're supposed to learn Torah. Sinai with the, with, the, with the anxiety, with the stress, with the sweat, with the fear, with the shaking. What's the that? Because truly that's, that's Torah. That's really what it is. Okay, so Anoichi, that was Anoichi and Reza Koyles. Moshe says went into Choshech on the Ma'arafel. The Medrash says he went with nine, with them three mechitzas. Says the Ma'arafel was the three mechitzas. There's guf, there's dimyon, and then there's kulei sichli. He says some people it's guf. Some people even neviim. Neviim would get a message, but it's always with an adamus, with a dimyon, with some kind of visionary <coughs> parable. You know, like it says even by Yosiyashi, it says Hashem appeared to them like a zaken, like like a warrior, and by Ma'arafel see like a zaken. With Moshe Benu, there was no image. There was no goof shake up. There was nothing to feel. There was nothing to imagine. It was straight Dvar Hashem. That's what it means. You went Lufnaim, Lufnim, the three Mechitzos. Let's quickly cap right over here. Zakhav is Zakhar, 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 Says the Rakhayim, this is what the Ramban says. Zachar is not only a mitzvah Friday night Kiddush. Zachar is a mitzvah from day one. Sunday morning, you say, Ayoyim, Yoyim, Rishon, Be, Shabbos. And you're fulfilling the mitzvah, the Raisa of Zachar, same as Shabbos, Katshoy, every single day. That's the Rakhayim HaKadosh. Atu Vincha, somebody's pointed out to me that I should say this because he said people don't realize this. When the Pasuk says, You, your son, your daughter, it's referring to Ketanim. Now, a child is not Chayim mitzvah. But when a cotton does something for Tati or Mami on Shabbos, it's an Isra Da'uraisa on the parent. You don't realize that. If the Torah is talking to a son and daughter that's Bar Ba Mitzvah, that's Atta. That's who God is talking to. Atta. Who's Bincha Uvitecha? Your Ketanim children. When a guy goes and he picks his kid up and puts him by the light switch, or says, oh, yeah, yeah, something fell out of the air, bring it back, whatever it is. When a child does something for the father, let's say the child knows that Tati doesn't like when I scream and shul, let me bring some candy with me so Tati will be okay and I won't scream. If a kid's doing it for Tati or Mommy, 
That's a doiraisa on the parent. Even if the parent didn't ask for it, they have to stop the kid midoiraisa. Not also mitzvah of chinuch, but also mitzvah doiraisa of Shmir Shabbos and Atta Uvincha. It's a lot more to say, but we've got to remind you.